0: Hey, there's always hope as long as there's Kid President. I don't know if you guys follow him on the internet, but that dude is full of hope. And uh, that's what we've been talking about uh, over the last few weeks, and I'm excited to be continuing our series today called There's Always Hope. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to uh, 1 Peter chapter 3. Uh, We're going to be looking at uh, some verses there in chapter 3 and then chapter 4, and we'll skip over to 2 Peter, but we'll have all the scriptures on the screen Uh, if you want to just follow along there. While you're finding uh, our our text today, though, I just want to mention something you may have already heard something about, maybe not, uh, but we've got an event coming up at our church a couple weeks after Easter that's called Escape. And we often have retreats and camps and all kinds of things for our kids and for our teenagers. Matter of fact, we've got a group of teenagers out in Oklahoma City uh, this weekend at Southern Nazarene University at an event called Extravaganza. And I uh, appreciate Carla Hillian uh, coming to me. And we've been talking about just having a, a retreat for adults. And uh, we're going to host it here at our church. It's anyone is invited. It's not just. For our church, we'll have people coming from all across our our district, the North Arkansas district, attending this event. It's a Friday night and a Saturday all day, April 28th and 29th. Basically just telling you about it so you can mark your calendars and block it off. There will be uh, several guest speakers here that weekend. But we'll be getting you more information uh, coming up in the near future about that escape retreat weekend. But I just wanted to give you a heads up. Uh, that that's coming it'll be a great weekend of of spiritual renewal uh, for some of our adults uh, and uh, just want to encourage you to be a part of that also as Hunter mentioned earlier uh, we've got a big Easter egg hunt coming up uh, here in a couple weeks and so we need a lot of volunteers to assist us with that Uh, there'll be uh, if typical pattern holds out Uh, We'll have over a thousand people there. We've had over the past couple years over a thousand people show up for our Easter egg hunts. 30,000 Easter eggs be an incredible time of giving back to our community, but we need volunteers to pull that off. Go to the Welcome Center, sign up, uh, find a place to plug in, and and get uh, uh, volunteer. For that. Also, uh, our Easter services are going to be, we'll have a, a service the Saturday night before Easter and then one on Sunday morning. There's information in your bulletin about that, uh, but we also need volunteers for that. But uh, anyway, we've been talking about over the past few weeks, except last week, uh, we, uh, I, I had just an awesome message planned for you last week, but wasn't able to be here. But I heard Daniel did a phenomenal job, brought you a great message from God's Word last week. I appreciate Daniel and Hayden filling in for us last week as while we were out. But we're continuing this uh, series today that's going to take us into our Easter celebration called There's Always Hope. And we've discovered that in a lot of ways, uh, to the human spirit, hope is kind of like fuel is to a car, right? Uh, I mean, it it takes uh, hope for us to be able to to go. It takes hope for us to to be able to run. You've got to have hope to look forward. You've got to have hope to move forward. You've got to have hope to be able to anticipate what's coming Uh, In the future, hope is a a lot to us emotionally and spiritually like fuel is to our automobiles. And so we learned as we've been talking about this that if we're honest, sometimes because of our circumstances, sometimes because of situations, uh, you know, maybe sometimes because of our surroundings, we'll find ourselves running low on hope and and uh, you know we we see this a lot and so what i've been praying as we go through this is that we will be reminded as followers of Jesus those of us who, who call ourselves christians and are followers of christ that we will be reminded throughout this series that there is always hope there is always hope ...for us as followers uh, of Christ. But not only that, there may be some people here today who aren't, uh, who isn't a follower of Christ yet. And so what we want to share with you is that there is a hope that can only come through Christ. And so we want to tell you about that and share that uh, with you because the reality is... ...and I talk to people uh, almost on a daily basis who find themselves in a situation or a circumstance that they're kind of struggling through, you know, the, the, you know things. That, they don't know, you know, what tomorrow is going to hold. They don't know what the future is going to hold. And, and I talk to people on a, a regular basis uh, that are battling health issues. And, and so they're struggling with, you know, where's the hope in that? Where, where's the hope in a cure for, you know, cancer or whatever it may be? Uh, ...that they're dealing with. I talk with people often who are struggling in relationships. Relationships between uh, children and and parents. And and relationships, you know, among family members. uh, You know, people struggling uh, in their marriages... And far too often, as Lynette and I will meet with people and talk about them about issues that are going on in their marriage, far too many times we will hear one or the other spouse say, you know, there's just no, there's no hope for this. There's no hope uh, for our, our marriage and, and it's over you know a, a lot of people today are struggling with something that is very real to their lives and and it's depression and, and it's a, a real thing and and people find themselves you know in this in this deep pit that they you know they see no hope of being able to get out of they see no hope in their their circumstance or their situation so just think about the everyday struggles that we face in our lives on a regular basis, and these circumstances, and these situations, and these doctor visits, and all these things can drain us of our hope if we allow it to happen. And so, uh, it just it, it does take place because life can deal us some uncertainty, can it? I mean, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Well, we don't know, you know, we can't predict the future, and life can often deal us some uncertainty, and along with that uncertainty, what goes along with that? When when things are uncertain and we don't know, you know, what's about to happen or what the future might hold, well, then we begin to uh, allow fear to creep into our lives, and we become uh, afraid, the fear of the unknown, the fear of... The future, and we talked about this in one of our messages. If you didn't, uh, if you weren't here for the last series that we did, we called the Good Life, and we focused one of those series just specifically talking about how often the Bible says, "Do not be afraid, and and, and do not fear," because it, it's real, and it's fear that's robbing so many people from the life that God intended for us to have, and as I was studying this and I was getting ready for this series, I ran across this thought again from Peter as he's writing in First Peter, and I'm like, you know, here it is again. It seems like everywhere we turn, everywhere we read, everywhere we go in God's Word, it's talking to us uh, about fear, and, and I thought, you know, I just preached on fear in this last series, but, you know, th- this is something that jumped out to me because as we found a couple weeks ago, Peter's writing these letters to a group of Christians that, that are facing some some. Very difficult circumstances and situations in their life. They're being persecuted. They're under the reign of a king, that King Nero, who is very evil, evil king. And we talked about how he would uh, torture uh, Christians back in the day and, and and murder them. And so Peter is writing uh, these letters, First Peter and Second Peter, to a group of people who are probably running low on hope, right? Because of their circumstances and their situations. And so, as I'm reading this, I, I, I run into this reminder again. And, uh, you know, as, as we talk about this idea and this theme that there is always hope, we opened up the series with this statement. And I want to share it with you again this morning. When you hope again, you feel alive again. And I want you to really think about this, okay? Okay. Because when we, when we feel hope again, when we have hope again, when our tank uh, is full of hope again, it's then that we experience and we feel uh, uh, life again. And we learned a couple of weeks ago, what, that our hope is in Jesus, right? And we learned over in the book of Revelation that God's word gives him this title as the ruler of all the kings of the world, right? And so we had this hope in Jesus, and it comes from nowhere else. It comes from no other political party. It comes from no other leader in our world. It says our hope comes from Jesus, and he is the ruler of all the kings in the world. Our hope is in our faith. And we as Christians, listen, we are people of faith. We walk in faith. We trust in faith. Our hope is in our faith. And when we are people of faith, then our hope will be restored and we'll feel alive again. But when we're afraid, when we're afraid, when we're fearful, when we're skeptical, when we're pessimistic, when, 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 you know, when, when, when we're afraid fear will kill us and it robs us of this life that God uh, intended for us to have. So how do we continue to feed our faith? All right, if it's if it's through our faith that we have hope, if it's through feeding our faith that it fills us with hope, how do we feed that faith, to grow uh, our hope. And I believe we'll see Peter encourage us uh, with a couple of things this morning. Some of you will be thanking the good Lord that he's answered your prayers today. I only have two points, all right? but Two very powerful points I believe that Peter uh, would encourage us with this morning to give us hope. And oh, by the way, I only got two points, but I got a lot to say about them, all right? And, And so... You know, again, we've talked about this idea before, but I read something from Max Licato uh, that puts it best when he says this about our faith and our fears. And I want to put it up on the screen. Max said this Feed your fears, and your faith will starve. Feed your faith, and your fears will starve. Isn't that so true? Isn't that so true what Max is saying here? You know, what he's saying to us here is, you know, what we've got to do is we've got to change our focus here. He's talking about our focus. And here's the deal, because, you know, I know you because I know how I am. What do we do? You know, we have a a tendency to start imagining the worst-case scenario, right? I mean, some of us, we classify ourselves as half Glass full people or 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 glass half empty people. I I don't need to get tongue tied trying to say that. I promise you. But you know, and then some of you, your glasses just broke. I mean, it won't it won't even hold hold any any anything. But we have a tendency to focus on the what ifs. We have a tendency to focus focus on you know our fears. Uh, and, And if that's not you, if you're not the glass half empty kind of person, then odds are you probably live with someone who is, right? I mean, you know, they see a puddle of water in the floor, and they're like, oh my goodness, the roof is leaking, you know? And, and you're like, no, it hadn't rained in a week. And they're like, well, then we, you know, a water line must have busted, you know? And you're like, uh, no, uh, actually I dropped a cube of ice in the floor, you know? And, and, but we all know people like that. I mean, everything is just blowing out of proportion, you know, worst case scenario, whatever it may be. And so Lakato says this. He's saying, if you feed your fears, then, then your faith is going to starve, right? And then you'll find yourself in a place, if you're, if you're starving your faith, if you have no faith, then you're going to find yourself in a place where you have no hope, right? Where there's no hope. And when you get to a place in your life where there's no hope, then there's no life. All right? If you get to a place to where you have no hope, then you have no life. So let's pick up what uh Peter has to say to us about this today. In 1 Peter chapter 3, we're going to pick it up at, at, at verse 14. And I just love this. Again, Peter's writing to some people. They were running low on hope. We've seen earlier they were facing all kinds of challenges and and persecutions and fears. And here we see this idea again, this reminder from Peter that says this. Peter says this. So don't worry or be afraid. Doesn't it just kind of get under your skin when someone tells you to stop worrying? (laughs) Huh? Huh? Does it bother you just a little bit when someone tells you, you know, you, need, you just need to quit worrying. You need to quit worrying about it. Preachers do it all the time. We get up here and say, don't worry, and then we're worried, you know, if the offering's going to cover the bills this month. We, but, you know, but, you know, so, you know, Peter says, uh, don't worry. Don't be afraid. I, I hate it when someone tells me not to worry or don't be afraid. I'm just like, shut up. You know, you don't know. You don't know what I'm dealing with. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know my circumstance or my situation. You know, you don't know how crazy my life is. Don't tell me not to worry. You know, don't tell me not to be afraid. But listen, think about who's saying this. This is, this is Peter. And, and we've talked about what Peter has seen and what Peter has experienced and what Peter has been through. And Peter says, listen, don't be afraid. Don't worry. Instead, all right, so he, he's saying now, here, you've got to replace your worry. You've got to replace your fear